With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Happy Wednesday. Oh my goodness. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. I'm super excited because tomorrow's my birthday. My name is Kylie Lewis Holt and uh have a, a surprise for you guys. I actually have a guest in the building this morning, author Jake Weens. Uh Jake, uh his book, Life Ultimate Questions, exploring the stories that shape our everyday. Good morning, Jake. How are you doing? Good morning. Good, good. Yeah. Good. So, Jake, crazy story. Um, I finished a show last Wednesday and headed off to the barber shop and uh, Jake was getting his haircut by one of the wonderful barbers, Tanya, in the building. And um, he, instead of giving a tip, you brought out a book. And I was like, okay, you wrote that book. Let's talk about it. Are you available? So, Jake, tell me a little bit about yourself and this book that you wrote. Okay, I've lived in Prince George for about 30 years with with our family. We raised our kids here. Um, I I taught at Cedars Christian School for 20-some years. All our kids went there. Uh, Retired now. And um, what have have I been doing the last... Seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, I built my house on Ingledew. It's, oh. it's just finished now. And I wrote this book. So I've been pretty busy. So right now I'm transitioning into, what could you say, a true retirement? A true retirement. And so <laughs> I'm looking for something more meaningful to do. Okay. Yeah. So why did you write this book, Jake? Like, what brought you, like, I'm retired now. What What brought you to writing this book? What was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the impetus for it. Uh, first of all, I'm, I process life by journaling. So I, I write. So I, I've I've I've, serv- I've got a whole bunch of binders filled with with notes. Right. Just writing, trying to process the issues of life. Okay. Um, the book started when I I learned a truth about the Bible. I come. I'm a Christian, and I taught this at a Christian school. A truth about the Bible, uh, I was about 40 years old, a truth that I should have known way, 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 way back. And that truth just revitalized my faith. And that truth basically was was this. Let me describe it a little bit. Okay. I knew everything. Uh, I knew all the stories of the Bible. I knew them backwards and forwards, you know, about Noah, Adam and Eve and Abraham and Moses. I knew all the stories. But somehow I had, I had, I had missed the fact that the Bible is one story. Okay. Starting in Genesis, going all the way to the end to Revelations. It's one story. I had, I had seen, seen the Bible, read the Bible, processed the Bible as a whole bunch of little stories of people, some good, some bad, so on. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I discover Hey, you know, that's in a way that's a very shallow way of looking at the Bible. It the Bible is primarily one book, one story. It starts in Genesis, the beginning of the world, and moves towards the Revelation, the end of the world. So that truth kind of shook me to the core, so to speak. And so that started this process about the book. And that was about twenty years ago. So this oh, book's wow. been, this book's been in process for twenty years, so to speak. So, and the thing that 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 kind of pushed it towards becoming a book was simply the 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 reality that uh, you know, as a Christian school, you know, we try to give the kids roots in their faith. Yeah, you know, and it's it's all too obvious that we are losing most of our young people. 
Well, a lot of people have walked away from the faith. So I try to ask the question, what are we not giving them? What aren't we providing young people so they can uh, uh, stay strong in the Christian faith? And navigate. Navigate. Navigate life. I really, um, looking at the book, uh, the title, basically, Life's Ultimate Questions. Um, For example, what was a question in writing the book that you wanted, you felt like, okay, I always wanted this answer. And if I had this, I I would have been able to navigate. And if I understood this part of it. Okay. Um, The key question, I hope I have a little bit of time later on to to, to talk about it. But the key key question that, and it's it's a very human question. Everybody asks this question in one way or another is, how can I make my life better? Yeah. How can I make improve the situation of my life? You know, and, and then from that gets the bigger question: How can we make a better world? Yes. Okay. And, and both of those, you know, are, are are very very critical questions. Okay. So um, that's one of your main. That is one of the one of the key questions. Yeah. One of the key questions. So putting religion and having it as such a at a forefront because that's basically where the book is and what you wanted to get across, right? Uh, yeah, so you've already said it. <laughs> uh, you said that, that that big bad word, religion. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's one of the most hated words in our culture. You know, I can think of a couple more. Uh, okay. <laughs> as soon as you bring up this word, people turn you off, no. the word religion. So I think the first question I'd like to answer uh, is, uh, what has happened to this world religion? Why is it so hated? In our culture. Yeah. Can I just talk about that a little bit? Oh, of course. Okay. Most definitely. You know, you know, ultimately, when I look at my book, it is a primer on religion. And the obvious question that people ask in our culture is, why would anybody be foolish enough to write a book about religion? Right? Oh, wow. So, so that, that's, you know, so, so the question, what has happened to the word religion in our culture? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the push to get rid of religion started about 200 years ago okay. in our culture. It started about 200 years ago. You know, it was a time when, when when academia, universities, the educated, the elite wanted to get rid of the church. You know, and there okay. were some there were there were some good reasons for it. The church did behave badly. The church, you know, uh, the, the power structures of the world belonged in the church. Yeah. And as a result, you know, evil men will gravitate to places where they can get control. Yeah. So the church did behave badly in many ways, but that's that's aside. So there are reasons for why academia wanted to push religion out of culture. This happened 200 years ago, and this push has been happening now for for these 200 years, and now we're at the place where we're, where everyone, not just the elite at universities, academia, but right to the to the uh, lowest level of culture, everyone doesn't want want to have anything to do with the word religion. And so to to be on that point, and I I really don't want to cut you off. I think understanding why you keep saying the word religion and 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 using it as a whole, I I'm really impressed by that, because when you say religion, you consider all religions, right? And everyone in their way of worship, and what you read, whether no matter what it be, and I think that's sometimes where you get that standoffishness. Okay, so so uh, um, that's a good point you're talking about. I am not talking about a specific, specific. religion. Yeah, you're, I am talking about the dynamic 
of religion. Of religion. Yeah. What what is religion? And you know, and because we have ignored the topic for two hundred years, so to speak, you know, in schools we no longer talk about it in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Okay, our culture, all of us, we've become ignorant as to what religion really is. You ask ten people, they'll all give you a different definition of religion. We don't really know what religion is. We haven't studied it. We're ignorant of it. Yep. And, and uh, you know, so as a culture, we are ignorant of it. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll get around to it. Um, you know, um, we are re- humans are religious to the core. Religion has not disappeared simply because we don't talk about it anymore. Religion is working subliminally now. Below the surface. Yep. And something that we don't understand can destroy us. And that is happening in our culture, in Western culture today. So we Usually. need to become informed as to what religion is. Okay, um, can I, can I move forward on that? Oh, of course, of okay. course, of course. So, just I'm a here, little I'm bit. I'm here for the schooling this <laughs> a, a, a little bit about the, the term religion. Religion is a big idea word, like education, Politics, yeah. industry, you name it, recreation. It's a big idea word. Yeah. It's a big idea word. Now, in any of these, let's talk about education. Okay. You can have very bad education. Yes. And many people say today education is moving in that direction. It's becoming more indoctrination. Okay. So, and you can have very good in education. The, the, you know, the last thing you need is to throw out the, throw out the word education. Exactly. No, we need to stop and look at education. What is education? How does it work best? You know, how can it be a positive thing in our lives and our culture and so on? Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, the, the 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 bad. Given who we are as people, the bad so quickly takes over in all of these things. Yeah, right? because in all it, of these areas. That's what it is. I think in education, though, you get when you get to a higher learning, like any post-secondary is when you start learning the truth, in a sense, is what you you know, what what you hope, what you hope, right? You're paying this money to answer those questions and not. And so that's the form of religious studies. Yeah. So education, just because there is education can be bad, difficult, you know, idea of indoctrination instead of education. Yeah. And it can be good. Just because there's bad in it doesn't mean that you throw education, no the way, idea no. out of education. We need to understand it more. But that's what happened with the word religion. Just because there was bad religion does not mean you throw it out. No, you stop and ask yourself, what is it about religion? Why can it be so bad in some cases? And it has been very bad, even Christianity. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm using the word t- Christianity simply culturally. You know, yeah. Jesus would not have acted that way. Okay, Jesus. So, in in a, in a real sense, it's not Christianity. It's it's power hungry people using it to accomplish their goals, and okay? that's what makes people not yeah. want to be a part so, of so, religion. So, 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 uh, so religion has been very bad. You know, but there's also much very very good about religion. Yeah. The idea, the, the the key is that we that we as a culture, as a people, stop and ask ourselves, what is it about religion? Why can it be so evil on one side and so good on the other? And and you know, a religion has accomplished a lot of good. Christianity has accomplished a lot of good. You know, um, a person that does not agree with that simply has not looked at culture carefully. Around right now, it's Christmas time. Yes. At every corner, you see Salvation Army 
Now, Santa's collecting. They're, they're money volunteering. For, for what? They're, they're, they're trying to help the poor, the homeless. That is Christi- true Christianity trying to push back evil. Yeah. Okay, so religion can be very good. It can be very evil. We need to understand how religion works. It's dynamic. So how it shapes culture. So in the book, your questions, do they delve in for your life ultimate questions? Does it show you how to how religion embodies what you're looking for? What the, the questions you're trying to answer? Yeah, you know, so, so one of the things I, I try to develop for, for all the religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, atheism. And we want, we want to make sure we talk <laughs> about atheism a little bit because it is the religion of today. Secular atheism is today's religion. It is serving the same purposes in our culture that Christianity did during the last 2,000 years and that Hinduism does in Hindu culture and Buddhism does in Buddhist cultures and so on. You know... um, these these big stories. Remember, um, you know. Okay, let's go. Let's back. Let's go back to the to the key question. <laughs> what is religion actually? What really at the core? What is religion? At the core, it is the foundational story that underlines all of the culture. Let me illustrate that. In Christianity, remember what I first said. I discovered that Christ, the Bible is one story. Yeah, the Genesis to Revelations, the beginning of the world, end of the story. It is one story, and that story shaped Western culture. Western culture is what it is because that story shaped us for about two thousand years. Oh, that story, you know, the stories, that foundational story, which is the religion of the culture, shapes that culture. You can see that in Hinduism, the Hindu religion has shaped that culture. You know, Islam, you go to any Islamic country, Islam has shaped that culture. Today we're living in Western culture. We're, we're, we're trying, as a culture, we're trying to push the, the Christian story out of the way because the evolutionary atheistic story, foundational story is now shaping Western culture. Okay. And I, you know, I, I understand. I hear what you're trying to say, but the book for me, right? In the book, we're not gonna, I, do you delve into this in your book? Yeah. Is that I've to answer all the questions? There's a quote. I know we have a, a break coming up, but I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Good. After, but I'll let you finish your point and I get, you, you know, I, I see, the passion, and I, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, yeah, in, in the book, I show how the foundational story of these various religions, how they have shaped life in that culture. Right? Yeah. You know, um, the, the purpose of doing it for Buddhism and Islam and Hinduism and so on, I just do it briefly there, is simply to, to, to get the truth across that in our Western culture, which is now through the whole cancel culture, cancel yeah. culture uh, phenomenon in our culture, yeah. which basically is is the, the last last ditch attempt to get rid of anything that is quote Christian in our culture. That's what cancel culture is, because two foundational stories cannot uh, coexist. Christianity did that the same thing did the same thing during the last two thousand years. It tried to get rid of all the other foundational stories 
And I think it's the growth in cancel culture that if you did something bad 10, 15 years ago without knowing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and being and bettering yourself, you better yourself and then you get canceled for that 20 year old rant or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's, 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 has, it's become an unbelievably powerful force in our culture. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but we need to fundamentally see this whole cancel culture thing, syndrome, as foundationally culture's attempt to get rid of the Christian story so that the atheistic, uh, evolutionary atheistic s- story can shape our culture completely through and through. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 93.1 CFIS-FM is once again hosting our annual Christmas Eve Day Open House. This year's event will be in conjunction with the Saturday Q3 Community Market, including live performances from local artists throughout the day. Stop by for entertainment and snacks, meet some of our volunteers, and you can go on the air to pass along a Christmas greeting. It's 93.1 CFIS-FM's annual Christmas Eve Day Open House, from 9 to 2 in the Q3 Creative Business Hub at Quebec and 3rd. In Prince George, DDR2 Computer Solutions is your first stop for sales, service, and repairs. Located just off Queensway at 857 2nd Avenue, next to MetaChair, DDR2 can keep your business or home system running at peak performance. Their in-shop and on-site rates are competitive, so you receive quality service at an affordable price. Plus, there's a special rate for seniors. They also carry top-of-the-line laptops, motherboards, and graphics cards for high-end gaming. When you think of computers, think of DDR2. Call 236-423-2216. That's 236 236- 423-2216. Christmas is a time for smiles. Upgrade your smile with a visit to Der Denture Center. Der Denture Center offers a full range of services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Der Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation and get your smile upgraded for Christmas. No referral required. Der Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Wind at 15K. A high of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 16. Tonight, a few clouds. More wind. A low of minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 19. For Thursday, mainly sunny. Wind from the south at 20 becoming light in the afternoon. A high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 13. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we are back um, with Mr. the author of uh, Life's Ultimate Questions, Exploring the Stories that Shape Our Everyday, Mr. Jake Weens. And uh, I'm, it, it's a really, really, really interesting, uh, really, really interesting having you here. I think I'm learning a lot, and I hope our listeners are as well. Before the break, we went in, we, del- we delved into religion and uh, cancel culture. And the correlation. And Jake, I'm going to let you take it from there. Cause <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. First of all, Kylie, again, I forgot to say thank you for this opportunity. Of course. I, really, I, I, I see this as a, in my way of saying, it's a God thing for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, for this next segment, I would like to take one of the big questions, one of the big idea questions, and just look at the two foundational religious stories that we're trying to compare ultimately, you know, which is the Judea-Christian Storyline, Genesis to Revelation, that storyline. 
you know, which is now being canceled, pushed to the side by our culture, and the evolutionary atheistic storyline, which is now trying to take over powerfully, coercively in our culture. Okay, I would like to, like to compare those two storylines uh, and, and compare them by asking one of these big questions. And the big question is, how do we better our own lives? I think I touched it already. Yeah. Or how do we make a better world? How do these two foundational storylines, which is, i.e., the religions, okay, how do, how do they answer that question? Okay, in the Judeo-Christian line, uh, Christian storyline, um, the whole key idea there is that all the chaos in the world, all the evil in the world, all the, 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 the trauma in the world, ultimately is caused by sin. That's the key idea in the Judeo-Christian storyline. It's caused by sin. Sin has caused a separation between humanity and God. Yeah, a separation. There's a division now. There's no longer fellowship. There's no longer relationship. And you know, and given the the the, the, the truth that the Bible teaches over and over and over and over, that God is the source of all good. Because we are separated from God because of sin, we have this. We we cannot improve our situation. We fall from one trauma to another trauma, from one ditch to another ditch. Because the root issue, sin, has to be dealt with. The relationship with God has to be restored. This is the Judeo-Christian storyline. I'm just reviewing that. Okay? Now, how does the Judeo-Christian storyline deal with the problem of sin? Separation of God? That's what Christmas is all about. <coughs> Today's Christmas season, so, I, so I, I'm yeah, allowed to, it's, to it's talk December about this. Yeah, it's December 14th. We're yeah. here. We, I'm allowed to talk about this. Um, a sin in the biblical storyline is dealt with this, this amazing historical fact that yeah. Jesus, this person that, that no one can, he's a mystery to us because, you know, he, the Bible presents him as, as both God and man who came to visit our planet in order to, to deal with this sin problem. Why was Jesus, why did he need to, why did he need to come? Simply because the sin problem is is, is is much, much bigger than any of us individually or collectively could ever solve. No. It is satanic, it is demonic, it is evil, and humans simply cannot, at root, get rid of the sin problem. So God sent a Messiah, a Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, into the world. And that's what Christmas is all about. That's why it's celebrated yeah. for 2,000 years. It's 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 the greatest event in human history. Greatest from, marketing from, event. <laughs> from, from the biblical storyline, right? Yeah. Because he solves the problem of sin. And Jesus Christ, with his death on the cross and resurrection, and that whole Easter scenario, you know, deals, uh, um, deals with the sin problem in our lives. So, and, be, and once the sin problem is dealt with, then the relationship with God can be restored. And then the good grace, God's goodness, can again begin to flow in our lives, bringing healing and so on. Okay, so that's how the Judeo-Christian storyline answers the question, how can we make better lives of ourselves? Yeah. How can we make a better world? That's how the biblical storyline that's what we we all want. That's what we all want. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now. Secondly, if we got a little bit more time, how does the how does today's 
evolutionary atheistic foundational storyline, how does it answer that question? How do we make a better world? How do we make, how to make a better world? You know, so, so here foundation, let's just review the, the evolutionary atheistic storyline, okay? okay. It's our, how does the world begin? With the Big Bang. Yeah. Okay? With the Big Bang and then over billions of years of evolutionary progress, here we have humanity, the most advanced, most highly evolved intelligent creature in the, in the, in the cosmos. There is no one more developed because remember the atheistic storyline has done away with the whole concept of God. Humanity is at the peak at the present time, okay? Uh, and, and so how do we make a better world is ultimately, ultimately, according to this story is, hey, we just need to be patient. We need to give evolution another th- couple of thousand, 10,000 years to evolve. Eventually, humanity will evolve better, become better people, we'll, 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 out-evolve, so to speak. Can I put it that way? Yeah. We'll get rid of the, the evil tendencies in our lives and become better people. You know, and this was beautifully il- illustrated in the Star Trek series. Oh. In the Star Trek series, you know, yeah. where, where, where enter, uh, spaceship enterprise uh, has, has become such a, an advanced society that they're out moving solving into problems. other galaxies solving their problems. Yeah. Okay? So, so again... Um, how does the how does this atheistic evolutionary atheistic storyline help solve the problem, make a better world? Well, it's through uh, you know um, another key idea. Uh, true, it's not just evolution. It is now because humankind has evolved to such a high state. Now we can participate with evolution to make that better world. That's a very key idea. And that, how, how does uh, just, sorry? And how does that, I'm just going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Life before the pulp mills from your council of seniors is a unique look at the early years of Prince George, the Goat Island swimming hole and pier, the old army hospital, and making do during World War II. It's a look back using the words of past Prince George residents, such as the Peckhams, Ollingers, Kerskys, and others. Our city in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s comes alive for just $20. Life Before the Pulp Mills, available from your Prince George Council of Seniors office at 7th and Victoria. The Prince George Potters Guild is taking registration for upcoming classes. Beginner Hand Building Level 2 will take place Tuesdays from April 20th to May 25th with six evenings of instruction followed by one month of studio time. Clay and use of tools as well as glazing and firing during classes is also included. Instructed by Natalie Brackus, registration and full details on this course are available through the Potters Guild link under programs at studio2880.com. The Prince George Public Library is inviting people to come gnome for the holidays on Wednesday, December 21st. The downtown branch is being turned into a home for gnomes, and you're invited to participate. There's a gnome scavenger hunt, which runs until Christmas Eve, a chance to create a gnome ornament, and a gnome photo booth so you can dress the part. There will also be hot chocolate and prizes. Gnome for the Holidays, a free drop-in family event at the downtown library from 1.33 on December 21st. Omanika Fish and Wildlife in Prince George is hiring a fisheries biologist. This is a temporary full-time position for at least one year starting early in the new year, after which it may become extended or become permanent. For specific position-related inquiries, email travis.gerwing at gov.bc.ca. That's Omanika Fish and Wildlife looking for a temporary full-time fisheries biologist to start in the new year. Application deadline is January 8th. 
You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So my cup runneth over. We're back from that break. Um, Jake, the schooling that I'm getting this morning and the understanding, I hope our our listeners are really taking in what you're saying. Um, before the break, you were we were talking about the parallels and the story, the athe- I, I don't want to say it wrong because I don't want to sound foolish today, yeah. but I'll do it next Wednesday. <laughs> the atheistic story. So I'll let you pick up from there. And I really hope that everyone is taking in what you're giving out this. In, in terms of what is this, what is this foundational story that our culture is pushing now? Yeah. There's many terms. You know, we could call it humanism, uh, atheism, um, things like that. Okay. Okay, uh, so let's go. We were trying to compare the two. How do the two, the Judeo-Christian story yeah. and the evolutionary atheistic story, how do they answer the question, how do we make a better world? How do we make better lives for ourselves? Okay, we went over the Judeo-Christian story, how they deal with that problem. And we, we, we ended up with the evolutionary atheistic story it simply says evolution needs to continue for another couple of thousand years. For us to get there. To, to get to that better world. Um, but it adds one more thing is because humanity has now get, gotten to the point that they're so advanced, we now have science and technology uh, we can participate with evolution to make that better world happen faster. Yeah. Okay. It would happen. The, the you know, and, and here the whole idea is that we as people need to work together to help that better world, make that better world happen faster. Yeah. Assisting evolution. Okay. Uh, when we talk about people working together, what are we ultimately really talking about? Yeah. We're talking about the state. Yeah. The state, collectively, politics, the state, helping people work together to make that better world. You know, uh, um, okay? So, um, so, so that, that, that is the, the idea. You know, uh, evolution has to continue some more uh, to make that better world, and humans need to assist together, collectively, to help make that happen through the use of our science and technology. And, and this is why our... Our, our culture is so passionate in trying to get rid of all dissenting voices. That's where cancel culture comes in, censoring all the right. We've got to become, as a people, grew, as a people, united behind this, our government to make this better world happen. Okay, yeah. I, 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 would, I, I, want to, I want to at least touch on what has this looked like, over, looked like over the last 100, 120 years? You know, just a brief historical overview. How this to attempt me, chaotic, at making chaotic. the better world? What is what? What has what has happened to this idea? Can I go go on? That? Oh, of course. I, I'm I'm gonna let you. It, this is this is you. You came to school me. Apparently, I, I, I came to interview you. You came to school okay. me. I'm here. Okay. So so uh, how does how does atheistic evolution, humanism, this whole uh, um, um, new storyline? Yeah. Now, how does it try to make the better world? Uh, foundationally, it is about the, uh, can I use the word, the, the uh, human-initiated progress theory. Progress oh, theme. I like hu- this. Human-initiated progress theme. Because remember, there is no longer any God. 
who will solve our problems with it. We have to take charge and move along assisting evolution to make that better world happen. Okay? The human-initiated progress theme. Okay? Now, 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 let's take a, a, a bird's eye view of history over the last 150 years. What has this human-initiated progress theme, what has it looked like in history? It looks okay, like war. So what is, what's, the, what's the first attempt at the, at the evolutionary atheistic story at making that better world? What, is that, what's, what was that first attempt? I'm not, I'm not sure. Communism, communism. Communism tried to push its agenda globally in order to make that better world. That, yeah. that, that was, that's evolutionary atheism 1.0. Okay, yeah. 1.0. 1.0. Okay, so, and, 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 okay, so uh, um, do we know how communism fared in its attempt to make the better world? Not very, Not very well. good. 80 million dead, so on. Okay, let's continue on. What was the next human-initiated attempt to make the better world? A, a Nazism, fascism. Nazism, fascism. Here, you know, in, in Nazism, they tried to work together ev- with evolution to get rid of all the junk DNA. That was a core belief of Nazism. Let's get rid of all the junk DNA, i.e. gypsies, mentally retarded, Jews. Let's get rid of all those people. Unbelievably evil. But remember, this was a human-initiated progress theme. No. Okay? And we know how that ended, how that ended, okay? Um, that was evolutionary atheism 2.0, 2.0. Can, can you use that yeah. computer illustration language? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, you know, what other attempts have there been to make this better world? What do we see happening today? Can I, can I just illustrate that this? Now we're going to talk about evolutionary atheism 3.0, the third major attempt to make that better world to solve the human problem of the evil and so on. This is where wokeism comes from. Do I need to define wokeism? Oh, I, I'm sure Steve, <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> okay, so, so wokeism, this idea of, of, of total equality in every sense of the word, not just financial, economic, as in communism. This yeah. is total equality. Okay, um, uh, the whole idea, new world order, that that term is becoming more and more, okay? And the idea of the great reset, all of these terms, this, this bundle of, of ideologies. Yeah. Uh, you know, ideologies that are working together under evolutionary atheism 3.0 to make that better world. Okay? Yeah. How is this going to end? That's to be seen. But can we learn something from history? Okay? Now, what's on the horizon? Is there an evolutionary atheism 4.0 on the horizon? And I believe there is. Okay, you know, and there, on there that... already is. It's already active. And this is called transhumanism. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of that? Term? I haven't heard about it, but I will hold you. I this, will... Is, this is basically the merging of, of biology, human biology, and technology. Chips under the skin... Yeah, and but some um, people are asking the question, "What really is in the COVID vaccine?" And other people are asking, 
What does 5G have to do with all of this? Transhumanism. This is evolutionary atheism 4.0. Oh my goodness. So we've, we're moved, moving quite, a, quite, a, quite quickly in making this better world, according to this human-initiated progress theme. All right. So on that, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. With three high-profile events coming to Prince George the next two years, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club is busy recruiting volunteers. The 2023 Nordique Canada Selection Trials and Nordique Cup is January 18th to 21st, with 150 to 200 volunteers needed to run this national event. Volunteers for various positions both on and off the field of play are available. To help out, contact Volunteer Coordinator Vonda Hofford by emailing volunteer underscore competitions at caledonianordic.com. Icebark's Northern Regional Selection Camp for Volleyball is taking registrations. Open to all Indigenous youth between 12 and 18, competition consists of both male and female teams for the U6 and the U19. Camps are also taking place in Kelowna on January 7th and 8th and in Vancouver January 14th and 15th. The Prince George Camp will be January 28th and 29th with a January 26th registration deadline. Each camp is open to athletes from any BC region. Full details are available at the icebark.ca. The Salvation Army Christmas Kettle Campaign is underway, and they need your help. Kettles are up through December 24th, with many shifts and locations available for you to help out. All individuals, groups, corporations, businesses, clubs, organizations, and teams are welcome to support the Salvation Army programs and services. To donate your time for this worthy cause, give the Salvation Army a call, email cattle at sapg.ca, or visit them online at sapg.ca and become a bell ringer today. Forecast from Environment Canada, a mix of sun and cloud today, wind at 15K, a high of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 16. Tonight, a few clouds, more wind, a low of minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 19. For Thursday, mainly sunny, wind from the south at 20 becoming light in the afternoon, a high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 13. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, we're back from our break. Jake is in the building. We're talking about religion. We're the subject. He should not. He before our break, we talked about uh, 4.0 yeah. atheism 4.0 and where we are getting into human. I mean, I, I, I don't want to humanism. Transhumanism. 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 There it is. And sounded like AI to our engineer. So. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate on that yeah, point? Artificial intelligence is another one of these uh, components of evolutionary atheism 4.0, which I've called transhumanism. Yeah. The, the merging of biolo- human biology and technology, chips under the skin and so on. Okay, so so I'm, we've, we've briefly compared these two stories. The Judeo-Christian story, yeah. which begins with Genesis to Revelation, that's the biblical story, with Jesus as a solution to the sin problem. Yes. Okay, uh, you know, um, and then we've we've compared that with uh, with the atheistic story, the secular atheistic evolutionary story. Okay, and and how it's worked itself out. Um, we 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 compared them by simply asking the question: How do both of them? How do they each answer the question? How do we make a better world? Okay, uh, so one thing I need to is sometimes it, it's it has been understood that that Christianity. 
religion is against education, science, and things like that. There is that there has been that argument made that uh, Christianity is backwards. Um, we need to understand that um, when we look at this a little bit carefully, uh, science, um, Christianity is not against science and technology. No, but Christianity emphasizes the fact that. Science and technology does not deal with the root issue that's, that is disturbing the human history story, human story. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the real issue, the, according to the biblical story, it is sin. Okay. You know, and, and you know, just the fact that, that, um, science and technology, you know, criminals can use them and then, then they become criminals on steroids. You know, yeah. so that's simply to, to, to point out the fact that science and technology does not get at the root issue of humanity's problem. Yeah. Sin. Okay. So, so Christianity is not against science and technology. It, 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 it simply wants to emphasize the fact science and technology does not get at the root issue. It is sin. So those are the two stories. Okay. So, you know, um, what's the, what was the purpose of my book and how did I answer the question? You know, how can we help our young people who yes. are walking away from the faith? I'm saying, what they need, they need to understand the dynamics of religion, how religion works, what religion is, how religion shapes culture, shapes our lives. So the book, in the, in the, the easiest way to describe it, it's a primer on religion. This, okay. this, this topic that has been ignored for some 200 years in our culture, we are all ignorant as to what religion is, how it functions, you know, remember, religion can be both very bad and very good. Yeah. If we do not understand how religion works, chances are, given our, our human tendency, the evil will take over. So we need to stop to understand what religion is. That's the purpose of my book. Okay? Okay. Yeah. So, um, do I just continue on? or? Of, of course. I. You know, I think... If you missed it in the beginning of the interview, you let us know you were a teacher for years at yeah, yeah. Cedars. At Cedars, at Cedars. And so I, I feel like I, I've, I've gone to school. <laughs> I feel like I've gone to school and just really understanding. There's a few points that you made that I found very, very, I think it was very, very crucial to what you were saying in the base of religion and religion understanding you know, science, like Christianity is not against science or religion yeah, yeah. is not against science and, technology, it, yeah. and science and technology. It's basically sometimes we use those things a little bit. You're not you're against the sin in it or yeah, the yeah. evil yeah. or what might be used to, you know, break us down even more in yeah, this the, mental fight that the, we're the, going the, through. The human problem is, is deeper. Then, and science and technology. Yes, it is. And, and, and proof of that is, is easily seen that science and technology has been used for, for very evil purposes. Yeah. Talk about the atomic bomb and so on. And, and yeah. who knows what's happening now with 5G and, and, and microchips and whatnot, right? Yeah. So is technology being used in evil ways? Okay. So um, uh, can we just compare these two stories again on another yeah, key question? Yeah, of course. I, I'm, I'm, and, in, I'm in class, sir. Let's the, do it. The, quest, the question is, what does it mean to be human? Yes. What does it mean to be me? What's the meaning of my life? This is a huge question, especially among young people who are setting out on life. 
how do un- how do I unwrap my life in such a way? And our sexuality comes into this whole play. What in, in, in this as well? How do these two stories? The Judea Christian story on the one side and the evolutionary atheism story on the other. How do they answer this big question, which is so important in order for us to, to um, live life meaningfully? Okay. Okay. Um, the question again, what does it mean to be human? How does, how does the Judea Christian story answer that? They say we, we, the Judea Christian storyline has a very high view of humanity. No. That's why Christianity is against abortions, euthanasia, a very high view of humanity. We were created by God to be, to, to reflect Him on this material cosmic planet. To reflect Him. In other words, people should, people, society, the animal world, everyone should be able to look at humans and say, that's what God is like. Yeah, you know, in 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 let's talk about marriage. You know, when we see faithfulness in a, a marriage couple, mar- my wife and I, we've been married for forty five, forty six years. Faithfulness, okay. yeah, um, um, that's what God is like. God is faithful. You know, we admire love, true love. Yes, love that 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 is patient and kind and goodness. Why do we admire that? That's what God is like. That's what God is like. Humans were created to reflect God. That's the Judea Christian story. Okay, let's let's look at uh, uh, how does the how does the evolutionary atheism story answer the question? What does it mean to be human? Do you have an uh, do, do, No, I, I, what, I don't have an answer. What is evolution? We are evolved animals. Yeah, we are evolved animals. Ultimately, there is no difference between animals and people. Just, we're just a little bit more highly evolved. Yeah. yeah, that's why in our culture there's there's you know, almost favoring animals over people. Yeah, we do that okay. all the time. We, we do that. We, okay, so you know, uh, you know, and what's the purpose of our life uh, according to the evolutionary atheism story? There is none, <laughs> because we're we're simply accidents. That's what that's the whole idea behind evolution, chance. Okay, yeah. uh, you know, accidents. We are accidents on an accidental planet. Our lives essentially have no meaning. We have to create our own meaning. And okay. when we run out of meaning, either through midlife crises or our health changes or whatever, what's the purpose of our lives? And that's where, you know, in our culture, suicides are grain. People check out. Because yes. there's no longer meaning, there's no longer purpose, there's no longer. Whereas in the in, in the Judeo Christian story, it's about relationship with God, and yeah. you can continue working working on that relationship right to the last day of your life. So there's lots of meaning in all the phases of life in the Judeo Christian story, but in the in the evolutionary atheism story, if you lose the 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 meaning that you that you developed that you chose for yourself as a young person, once that's gone, life loses its meaning. And that's where we get midlife crisis and all this other. All right. And on that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Prince George RCMP is investigating an early morning robbery that took place at approximately 2.30 a.m. on Saturday, November 19th. The victim says he was attacked from behind near Espiga Boulevard and Reed Crescent. 
Surveillance from a nearby home shows two individuals getting out of a dark-colored, newer model Chevrolet pickup just before the incident. If you have any information which may be of help in this investigation, please call the RCMP at 250-561-3300. Christmas can be a difficult time for those in the community dealing with unplanned pregnancies. Advocate Life and Education Services wants to spread hope and life this Christmas season. Their Give a Gift of Life campaign allows you to support those who are feeling hopeless this Christmas season. Help advocate make Christmas a lot brighter and filled with hope for the clients they serve every day. Give the Gift of Life this Christmas with a donation today at advocate.ca. That's advocate with a K dot C-A. Enjoy a peaceful shopping evening, complete with hot drinks, beautiful ambiance, and handcrafted quality goods. Merry and Bright, this season's final Studio 2880 Thursday Artisan Shopping Evening, is perfect for finding unique gifts made by local artisans. Woodworks from John Engbrecht, knitted items from Jessica of Simply Vintage Designs, soaps by Tash, and more. Merry and Bright, the final Artisan Shopping Evening before Christmas, Thursday evening from 5 to 8 at Studio 2880-2880 15th Avenue. The Prince George RCMP are reminding everyone to drive safe and sober this holiday season. If you're going to be drinking alcohol or consuming other intoxicating substances, you need to find an alternative way home. The safety of everyone on the road depends on drivers making safe and sober choices. There are several options in Prince George if you find yourself needing an alternative ride home, such as Operation Red Nose. Check out the Operation Red Nose website for more details at ornpg.ca. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we are back. This is our final segment. And I'm, uh, I've been enjoying my time with uh, Jake Weens this morning. Um, and I said, <laughs> I've been enjoying, you know, um, this book with mental health and everything around if i can be honest i just barely got a chance to skim it because i was busy i hope to find the time to sit down and really go through it there is going to be that time that we're going to have this moment unless it's on tape and when i'm running back and forth i can listen to the audible um there's a quote in here and there's something i took away because there's a lot of different deep divings and on this jake uh this is on page 181, uh, religion's reality check through careful responses to critics, right? And you begin by saying the great problem facing all who are seeking to examine the foundation of their own assumption is that they cannot escape their own perspective, their own bias. There is a deep desire to have our assumptions indeed be true. We want God to be real, we want the Bible to be true. We can never completely, naturally, neutrally, I, I, don't worry about me. We can never be completely open so as to examine the assumptions without a prior commitment to those same premises. And that really, really that jumped out to me because it, it just relays in so many different aspects. This is, this is something that I say to people all the time. You really have to sit down and listen more than, you know, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? You really have to listen to hear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can I jump off that, that quote? Yeah, of course. That's the, 
this, you know, there is something very, very mysterious about our human lives, our human existence, the human history. Yeah. You know, and that is simply fundamentally, we cannot prove either the, the Judea Christian story. We cannot prove it scientifically, whether yeah. it's true or not. We have to assume, and this is the big assumption the Bible makes, we have to assume that God has spoken to us in the Bible. That's an assumption we have to make. We cannot prove it. The human story is simply too complex for the human mind to grapple with. Okay? Now, in terms of the, the evolutionary atheism story, has that been proven or is that still a theory? Has evolution been proven? It's, it's got an awful lot of holes in it that scientists simply have not been able to plug. The biggest one, biggest one being is, you know, uh, the, the biggest assumption that the evolutionary atheism story makes is it all happened by chance. Evolution is all by chance. We are accidents on an accidental planet. That is an assumption. You, the scientists cannot take that into the lab and prove it. It's an assumption. And it will forever remain assumption. So uh, the point is that uh, whatever foundational story we are living by, those foundational stories, whether it's the biblical story or the secular atheism story, is fundamentally based on an assumption, on a set of assumptions. We cannot prove what life is all about. We have to accept either the what God has told us in the Bible, or we have to accept what science evolutionary theory tells us. It's foundationally an assumption. The human life is beyond, really. You know, and, and um, the simple fact is, philosophy has been arguing this for, for, for since its beginning. What's the meaning of life? And they still haven't figured out. And, and finally, philosophy, I just read a quote the other day in one of the books I'm reading, that philosophers nowadays don't even ask the question about meaning anymore. They consider it irrelevant. They haven't been able to solve it for the last 10,000 years of human history as if they're going to solve it now. They don't. They refuse to even ask the question about meaning and purpose and so on. They've given up, basically. We cannot figure the human story out. Okay, so, so that's... Right. that's uh, so again... The book is a primer on religion. All right. Uh, the topic that's been most neglected in our culture for the last 200 years. We need to understand what religion is, how it works, in order to be able to navigate life. And our young people need this information. All okay. right. So, 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 Jake, so tell us, where can we find the book? How can we get in contact with you? Okay, so so um, uh, please listen carefully now. Okay, it's no longer on Amazon and all those things. You know, it'll it, it'll say out of print. Uh, I'm I'm at the last stages of selling the last batch I printed. Yeah. So uh, I've got I've still got about 150. Or so in in my in my basement, which I would like to move one way or the other. Uh, I live in Prince George. Yes. Um, okay. The book is Close available. to me. <laughs> it, it, it's the book is available at Books and Company. Yeah. Uh, the books is available at King's Inn. Do we know where that is? That's at the foot of 15th Avenue. It's in a kind of a church building. The King's Inn is a Christian bookstore. The book is available there. And uh, you can you can um, get a hold of me on my website. My website is simply Life's Ultimate Questions, 
Okay, life's ultimate questions, no apostrophe, no spaces, no caps, lifesultimateQuestions.com. That's my website. You can go there, contact me, and I'll see to it that I get a book to you. I'm at the place in this uh, batch, the last batch I printed. I would just like to get them into the hands of people that want to read them. I'm not interested in profits or whatever. I would just like to move them. So if you want a book, if you take the time to connect with me, I'll make sure I get a book to you. And if you happen to live in uh, New Brunswick, I think you've got some listeners there. (laughs) I will mail it to you for the cost of the mailing. Okay. And how much is the cost of the mailing? Uh, $12, $13, $14, I think. Yes. I'll, I'll get the book to you. Okay. Um, the reason I'm at this state and with this book is because I'm, 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 I'm trying to wrap my mind around a reprint, uh, yeah. a revision and a reprint. I've had some, some good feedback. I would like to, uh, do that. So I, I, um, that's, and then it'll be back on Amazon again. All but right. For now. Okay, so those are the three places you can get it. Books and Company, King's Inn, and contact me at my website, lifesultimatequestions.com. All right. And so thank you so much, Jake Weens. This has been amazing, and I hope it filled everyone up that's listening. And thank you so much for coming, and everyone have an amazing Wednesday an amazing Christmas. Yes, and remember, it's Christmas. It's 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 uh, it's it's this holiday of two thousand years uh, to celebrate how Get Jesus solved that big problem. Get the book. <laughs> After nine is a weekday presentation of CFIS FM. After nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're tuned to 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly sponsored by community organizations like the Phoenix Transition Society.